What's in a name? Hello, this is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. with a word about your name and rank. If yours is Gregory, it comes from a Greek word meaning watchman. It is a name assumed by 17 popes. And since you are a captain, you'll be interested to know that in feudal times, this title was usually given to the commander of a company numbering 300 to 400 men, about as many as one leader could control on the battlefields of that time. What's in a name? Plenty. Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, you'll hear excerpts featuring Arthur Godfrey, Fred Allen, Frank Sinatra, plus a complete comedy sequence with Stan Freeberg and cast. Sponsors have always been a most important part of radio. It's allowed all of us to enjoy the finest in entertainment at no cost. All we had to do was listen to the sponsors' commercials. And sometimes commercials were as funny or funnier than the show. Super salesman Arthur Godfrey has been selling things on the radio for more than 40 years. Listen to this. It's Godfrey at WTOP in Washington in 1934. Light up a cremo, a mellow mild cremo, a winning smoke by far. You can search every climb, but at three for a dime, you can't beat a cream of cigar. But at three for a dime, you can't beat a cream of cigar. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the Sweet Scented Cigar Smoking Society. This is Arthur Godfrey down in Washington, D.C., Mike Mann Godfrey, Cremo's capricious custodian of the calorific cantata. Many comedians kidded the sponsor. Here's Harry Von Zell and Fred Allen in 1940. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. Someone once said that the world stands aside to make way for the man who knows where he's going. And so tonight it gives me great pleasure to make way for a man who knows what he's talking about. Harry Von Zell. Don't ever neglect the cold. At the very first sign of a cold, get after it immediately with the faster help of sparkling... Uh, sparkling... Uh, what's the name? Fred Allen, remember? No, no, no. <laughs> the name of the... I'm awfully sorry, that eagle has upset me. The, I, I can't remember the name of what it is that helps fight colds faster. It slipped my mind. Well, it'll come to you. Go ahead, Harry. Well, yes, yes, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, this famous product acts very quickly, yet it's exceptionally gentle. And since the progress of a cold is very fast, the greater speed of, uh, of what it is I'm talking about is especially important in fighting your cold. And that's not all. This, uh, the name will come to me in a minute, it also helps nature counteract the acidity that so often accompanies a cold. 
And ladies and gentlemen, you can check these facts with your own doctor. You'd better check the name, too, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Fred, you know what I'm talking about, Why, don't certainly, you? Harry. You're talking about America's outstanding saline laxative. That's it, Fred. And the name is... The name is, uh, uh, so many physicians recommend it. Yes, yes. And it helps fight colds faster. But what is the name? Well, here's a pretty to-do. Wait, Harry. There must be somebody around here who knows... If there is, would you uh, please tell us uh, confidentially? That's it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Sponsors have provided comedians with more jokes than the Los Angeles smog. Red Skelton made his first radio appearance in 1937 on the Rudy Valley Show, and soon after he was credited with this comment. The longest word in the English language is the one that follows, and now a word from our sponsor. I'm sure you'll find a chuckle or two in these famous radio commercials that your parents and even your grandparents were listening to in the 30s and 40s. The first you hear is reputed to be the first singing commercial by Billy Jones and Ernie Hare. How do you do, everybody? How do you do? It's great to say hello to all of you. I'm Billy Jones. I'm Ernie Hare. We're the interwoven bear. How do you do? Okay. Brushless shaving cream supreme Leaves your face so smooth and clean Pepsi Cola hits the spot Twelve full ounces, that's a lot Twice as much for a nickel too Pepsi Cola is the drink for you Rinse white and rinse bright L-A-V-A, L-A-V-A This is Sandy Becker saying Keep cooking with Crisco it's all vegetable. It's digestible. Longine is not lightly called the world's most honored watch. For Longine watches have won 10 World's Fair grand prizes and 28 gold medals. Even the king, Frank Sinatra, wasn't immune to singing commercials. He'd kill me if he heard this, but it's a collector's item. Here's Sinatra in the early 1950s. <laughs> Hello, everybody, hello. Hello is the shampoo that glorifies your hair. So hello, everybody, hello. With softer, lively curls and brighter, sparkling hair. So hello, everybody, hello. Hello, shampoo, hello. Did you ever wonder what advertising men are like? Well, comedian Stan Freeberg lets us in on all the secrets in this sketch about the men in gray flannel. Twentieth Century Freeberg presents Gray Flannel Hat Full of Teenage Werewolves. Yes, I look like a normal werewolf. Happy, respectable, pointy-toothed, accepted by the werewolf community. But little do they know of that nameless terror with which I live. 
that unspeakable thing that turns me when the sun is full into an advertising band! <laughs> How did it start? I do not know. I only remember that one night I returned to my home under a certain bridge in Westchester County, New York. I had spent a normal night werewolfing around Scarsdale and was just getting in when my father woke up. Hey, is that you, Lobo? Yes, Pop. What do you mean, getting in at this hour? It's only 4.30 a.m. A good, decent werewolf is supposed to be out till at least 5.30. Yeah, but, but I get tired of running around showing my fangs and biting people. <laughs> oh, give me a curfew, Pop. Make me get in by 4.30. Listen, don't you never want to mount to nothing? This is America, where any kid can grow up to be Dracula. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't want to be a werewolf for a living. Son, now go to sleep before I give you the back of my claw again. Karloff knows what'll happen to you now. But I didn't go to sleep. I lay there thinking how long I do not know. Suddenly, as the sun began to come up, I felt as though a strange transfiguration were taking place. My fangs became short and blunt. My head became crew-cut. <laughs> the hair on my body slowly turned into gray flannel. My head filled with senseless metaphor. And suddenly I knew that I was turning into an advertising man! <laughs> Let's, let's roll it all up into one big ball of wax, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Miss Hotchkiss, give me the presentation on the Emerson account. Mm. Wake up! Wake up, Paul! Lobo's out of his head! What? Oh, He's saying weird things in his sleep. Ball of wax? <gasps> He's running toward the tracks! Where's he going? Don't worry none more. He's probably just gone back out to bite a couple commuters. As I ran out from under the bridge, not quite knowing what to do next, I saw a train approaching, bound for New York. As it came abreast of me, I leapt onto it through the open door! Ah, uh, come on, Johnson. Let's, uh, walk on back to the club car and get some coffee. Oh, check. What? Oh, look, there's a guy sort of crouching in the vestibule. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing down on all fours, old man? <laughs> Why, uh, 
Well, let's roll it all up into one big ball of wax, gentlemen. Oh, how's that? Hey, look here, Johnson's my name. Are you from Scarsdale? I don't believe I saw you at the station. Why, uh... Fogarty's my name. You mind if I ask what business you're in? Miss Hotkiss, bring me the Emerson account. Ah, work for an advertising agency, huh? Ah, It's a small world, so do we. Well, let's send up the flag and see if anybody salutes. He must work for our agency. Funny, though. Never seen him around the office. Yeah. Hey, fellas, are we going to stand in this vestibule all day? Let's get some coffee, gentlemen. (laughs) I went on in with Johnson and Fogarty to their agency on Madison Avenue, a place called Batten, Barton, Rubicum, and Thompson. Naturally, I started out as a copywriter and worked my way up. I learned new things to say, like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, boys. Let's mother hand the idea. And I like it, but... (laughs) With my gray flannel suit, I worked my way up the ladder until I was vice president. I had taken the name of Brysacker, and no one suspected me. I continued being werewolf by night, had men by day, because when the sun came up, I could not control this gray flannel thing that came over me. <laughs> and then, of course, there was the business of Miss Wilway. <clears throat> Would you uh, come in a moment, Miss Wilway, and bring me the food folder? Yes, Mr. Brysacker. Yes. Now, um, Fogarty, I, uh, <laughs> I hope you don't feel badly because I've been made vice president and you haven't. Oh, no, no, no. That's the way the cookie crumbles, Brysack. <laughs> My day is coming. What do you mean by that, Fogarty? <laughs> Nothing. Here's the presentation on the food account, Mr. Brysacker. The food account, yeah. <clears throat> yeah thank you, Miss Wilway. Uh, by the by, Miss Wilway, uh, <laughs> how's about uh, lunch with me today? Mm, gee, Mr. Brysacker, I'd love it, but... Uh, wouldn't you rather make it for dinner? Well, uh, no, I, uh, <clears throat> that is... Uh, yeah, why not for dinner? Where, where do you go at night, anyhow? None of us ever see you after you get off at the bridge outside Scarsdale. What's wrong with that? What are you implying? You think it's unusual that I got off at the bridge? No, no, I, I think it's unusual, only because the train doesn't even slow down at the bridge. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> shall we say lunch then, Miss Wilway? I'd love it. Now, you watch out for him, Lucretia. <laughs> I hear he's a regular wolf. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, look, th- th- there's no need to snap at me, Brysacker. <whistles> Gee, look at his eyes blaze. Oh, Mr. Brysacker, you're so cute when you're mad. <laughs> yeah, well, don't just stand there. Wipe off his chin. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, come on, Fogarty. They're waiting for us in there in a meeting. I'll expect you to back me up. Sure. Right against the wall. Ah, uh, gentlemen. Good morning, J.B. Morning, G.G., H.L., P.Q., B.B., D.O. Well, now, let's hear your suggestions on the food account, Bryce Echo. <clears throat> yes. Well, I mother hand this idea for some time, and I think it's about ready to hatch. Well, let's run up the flag and see if anybody salutes, huh? <laughs> You'll give me a chance, Fogarty. I'll get on with my presentation. Yes. Uh, here are the new uh, food radio commercials, gentlemen, hot off the press. 
Uh, put it on the machine there, Fogarty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you scratched like a merchow! <laughs> now, now, easy there, Bryce Sacker. There's no need to bite Fogarty's head off. I like that. <laughs> yes, but we're all playing on the same side of the net. If we just rally together, perhaps we can ace one over. Play the record, Fogarty, and we'll see how the ball bounces. <laughs> Any time is the time for food, 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 food. Just put it in your mouth, chew it up with your teeth, and swallow it. You can bet your bottom dollar you'll say... Food is good. <laughs> uh, here's a man right here. Uh, pardon me, sir. I understand you've eaten food. Yeah, I have. Uh, would you describe the sensation for us? Yeah, well, before I ate it, my stomach was growling something fierce. And I had a, I had a kind of pain in it. And uh, what would you call the pain? Well, sort of uh, hunger. <laughs> yes, hunger. A copyrighted name for Food Incorporated. And what happened to the pain after you ate some food? It went away. <laughs> yes, leading specialists agree that food is the number one cure for hunger. Put food in your tummy, tum, 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 tummy, tum, 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 tummy, tum, tum. If you haven't any teeth, up above a beanie, you can gum it with your gummy gum gum. You can gum it with your gummy gum gum. Is that it, Bryce Ackham? Yes, it is, G.H. What do you think of it? Well, I like it, but it doesn't have enough... um, It hasn't got enough... uh... Well, I couldn't agree with you more, G.H. No, sir. (laughs) I I like it. I like it very much. Bryce Ackham's done a wonderful job here. But I move that we give it the deep six and move on to something that really needs brainstorming. Something important that needs a lot of sculling. But what about my commercial? Now, don't interrupt Fogarty when he's got something in the hopper. Bend the tree a little more, Fogarty, and maybe some of the branches will fall into place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. I, uh... I blue-skied this quite a bit, and... I move that we find a summer replacement for Rin Tin Tin. Agreed, agreed, agreed. After Fogarty pulled that one, I could scarcely control myself. I could see them all staring at the white froth about my mouth. (laughs) To ward off any suspicion, I whipped out a razor and shaved. (laughs) As time went on, Miss Wilway and I fell hopelessly in love. But I dared not reveal my true identity. She might feel picky about being engaged to a werewolf. (laughs) How was I to know if I could trust myself with her at night? Under a harvest moon, would I hold her hand or eat it? (laughs) Then again, how could I take her home to father? I knew she was safe with mother. (laughs) 
<laughs> whose bite hasn't been too effective ever since that night in the fog at Chappaqua when she mistakenly bit a bronze statue of Horace Greeley and lost all her teeth. <laughs> but fate had a trick up her sleeve. One day at the office... You rang for me, Mr. Brosacker. <laughs> Lucretia, my darling. Lucretia. We're alone at last. Oh, Lucretia. How long must we go on like this? I could go on loving you forever, Al. But when am I going to meet your parents? I wish they'd have me for dinner sometime. <laughs> you, you don't know what you're saying, Lucretia. Hello? What's that? It's getting dark. And the sun is going down. Well, quickly, what time is it? It's high noon. High noon, great Scott. It must be an eclipse. I, I, I've got to get out of here. Oh, stick around, Ralph. It's so dark, I... <sighs> Lucretia, now the truth is out. You see me as I really am. A werewolf. Ralph, what a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Lucretia, you mean... Yes, Ralph. When the sun goes down, I too am a werewolf. <sighs> I noticed your nylons were getting a little furry there. <laughs> Sing, Ralph. When I hold your sweet hairy hand tight in mine clammy, clammy but it's fine I long for a darling damp face such as thine as clammy 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 as mine Hey, Bryce-Legger, how about this eclipse? <laughs> how about it, Fogarty? Hey, that's the kind of animal we need to replace Rin Tin Tin. Just like those, you know, wolf suits you guys got on. <laughs> Not guys, Fogarty. Lucretia. Yeah, what a riot you guys are in those costumes. Isn't it wonderful how love always triumphs in the end, Lucretia? <laughs> I've got you. And I've got you. And, and we've both got Fogarty. That wraps up another edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. And here's a thought to remember for Navy and Marine Corps personnel. Any authorized leave in uniform entitles you to reduce travel fares on commercial carriers, bus, trains, or planes. Ask about it before you sign out. 
And by the way, the commercial announcements heard on this program were for entertainment purposes only and in no way reflect an endorsement by the Department of Defense. Now this is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.